Bridges. Oh my goodness. Where have we been, Sanya? Been in another dimension. That's not true, is it? Don't lie. Stop spreading false news. We have false a, news, we, fake news. We have been in another dimension. What? Okay, where are you going with this? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like that was a setup to something. I know. And I ruined it by not having anywhere that I was with it. Ah, oh, you've missed this bollocks, haven't you? Admit it. Admit Can you it. believe we're here? I know. I bet, I bet most of you listening to this actually thought that was it. We were done. <laughs> that we'd, I believe, our friend BJ. That is his nickname. That he chose himself. Big John. Uh, he calls it pod fading, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah. Oh, early he early on when we, when we started and he believed that we'd just made the podcast for him. Yeah. He said, I hope you guys don't pod fade. Oh, wow. Well, we did pod fade for quite a while. It has been a long time to the point where I was worried I'd forgotten how to put the microphone stands up. Oh, no. I mean, I hadn't because <laughs> it's really simple. It's really simple, yeah. But I mean, I, I was, think even a monkey was, could do it. There was a moment there when I was like, oh, no, what if I don't remember how to do it? Dear me, <laughs> did it give you anxiety? Not this time. Uh, I'll tell you, um, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> what's happened to start? him? No, I was going to say what we have been doing or what we did do. We've had very good reasons why we've not been available. Oh, great. Well done, it's Sonia. Ne- it's always on silent. I don't understand. I've never heard your phone make that noise and it decides to make I it. I know. During... My phone never makes a noise. That's why I miss every notification. Well, most of my notifications are switched off as well. So that's why I miss everything. Yeah, same. I mean, who wants to be contacted by people? Oh. But um, I was saying we uh, we do have good reason why we haven't been around because we kind of put on our own Meridian weekend, didn't we? We did. And then we had to recover from it, but we didn't get a chance to recover from it until like last week, sort of. Well, we haven't then, really recovered. No. <laughs> I have, because we cannot start a beam pod without whinging. I have a cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, start, this is it like old that. times. It I'm getting like warm, fuzzy feelings. Here we are. I've got a cough now. <coughs> not COVID, just a cold. It's not that bad. Um, so it's a minor whinge. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we... I feel jealous. I want to whinge as well. I glutened myself on the weekend accidentally because I didn't read the in- ingredients on a packet carefully enough. Yeah. So there you go. And, you, and I had a massive... Neck migraine, swell. yeah. Made your neck swell up like, like you'd <laughs> swallowed a bucket. <laughs> no. <laughs> made the a, a tendon or something my neck swell up. It felt like it was well, Okay, and wire. really, we cannot come back just with whinging. I oh, know. Okay, let's, let's stop. The, yeah, I, my little whinge wasn't an open invitation for just like expose all our health complaints. Yeah, but I'm, I feel good today. So, okay, great. And it was a fake whinge. A fake whinge. Uh, yeah, we... Uh, well, we... As you know, most of you, we have a YouTube channel called Digitizer that that um, even that got neglected in our wilderness months uh, because we we had to do a bunch of filming for that, which knackered us out. Yeah, separately, um, which hasn't come out yet. So it doesn't look like we've done anything, but we have been doing things behind the scenes yeah. and very kind of time and energy intensive things. And then inspired by the Meridian weekends, we decided to do our own digitizer weekend, which was two completely separate, well, they weren't separate, but two unique shows on two nights, which yes. took an enormous amount of uh, organisation. Hats off to Lucy, Stephanie, et al. And their um, amazing achievements and what they do because it it killed us yeah Uh, but then we just had to recover 
we just weren't ready. But then, yeah, but then we couldn't because we kept having other stuff crock up. Crock up? Crock up. Crock up. <laughs> Crop up that we needed to do. So it was like, we didn't even get a chance to recover for ages to the point where... We're whinging. This sounds oh, like no, whinging. we are whinging. Somebody, this sounds like whinging. Somebody I was, stop I was, us. I was trying to explain and you turned it into And I've turned it into, it into, a into whinging. We've just been busy. What have I done? We've been busy, everyone. Just That's all we what need to say. What have I done? Well, can you imagine living with her, everyone? Imagine what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. No, it's a delight, dear. That was obviously a, uh, a bit of whimsy. Okay. Yeah. So what's been going on in Meridian World? Well, sweet Fanny Adams. Nothing really. There's been some Meridian monthlies. Had, no, they've done um, solo uh, tours. Well, they seem to... to a Rothers, members. Yeah, Rothers and H. You're right. Why did you put a face? Because you said members. Yeah. And then I was like, is that rude? And then thought think, no that's it, what you say you might be overthinking it <laughs> okay, if, you... if you'd said like a couple of the cocks have <laughs> 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 been touring <laughs> that, that would have been rude <laughs> that that unnecessary i'm glad you didn't say that no oh, i've missed you what do you mean you missed I've me missed your comments well, you've been living with me for the last... <laughs> I've missed sitting on the sofa and listening to your comments. Like, okay. Uh, not that you ever... What, do I not talk the rest of the time? <laughs> no, you're silent. Anyway, um, yes, so Rothers and H seem to have decided to prioritise Scandinavia. For their solo endeavours. We no. only tour in Scandinavia during the summer months. What's that all about? I don't know. What's well, Rothers is branching out into Poland is in the autumn. Like, just like... <laughs> Paul! Paul, no, too soon. Too soon? <laughs> too soon after we've just come back from a little hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but then I think the rest of his tour is kind of Scandinavian. Is he doing a night in Berlin? Or two uh, in Berlin? I think he is, yeah. Well, he's doing a bunch of... One-nighters and then some two-nighters where he's once again doing uh, Clutching the Straws and Misplaced Childhood. So tempted. Also, Poland's so affordable. We are sort of tempted to do Poland. I know we haven't got long to make that decision. No, and um, September's pretty chock-a-block, I think. I mean, it doesn't help that we haven't been paid for our live weekend yet. (laughs) I know. And we're we're running on empty. (laughs) But, yeah, we are owed, you know, a bit. But, um, yeah, the... uh, Yeah, so... The H Natural run this year, we are going to one of them, the one um, at the Crooked Billet, where, of course, he played his first show with Meridian back in the day. I'm very excited about that. Yes, I'm very excited. We're going to do a special episode, which we're going to go and have a look at the big house where they recorded Season's End. Wow. Yeah. What? We're doing that? Well, we're going to look at it. That's so cool. Well, we I didn't well know that. In manor. I mean, it, it, it's a oh private home oh. now, so I oh, don't. Oh, we think... can't take photos of it or anything. Well, we can do what we like. It just um... depends whether we're ready for the consequences. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> throw my shoe over the wall if I wanted. Um... Throw a copy of Seasons End over the wall <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> with a note saying, "In case you didn't know, this was made here." Eat it, pig. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to something that happened during our hiatus, in which I'll just quickly recap. We went to London Zoo with our grandson 
Uh, and while we were there, a girl, a little girl, eight years old, roughly, stood standing next to me, decided to take her shoe off and throw it into the penguin pool and shout, eat it. Uh, and I was the only one who saw this happen. It's like she did it just for you. It was a bit, but my mind was reeling because it was almost too perfect. <laughs> and uh, we then, you know, I ran over to you and sort of said, you won't believe what's just happened while her parents were going, where's your shoe? Where's your oh, shoe? No. And she was giggling and pointing to the centre of the penguin pool where her shoe was just bobbing in the water. And then we sort of watched while they got this really long pole to hook it out of the water. Oh, dear. Anyway, sorry, that was... <laughs> That's where that came from. Um, yeah, so we're doing we're we're doing the Crooked Billet show, and we're also doing the Roundhouse for the I think it's called uh, a tour before Christmas tour. Oh, oh wow! When is the Roundhouse one? I can't remember. Neither but, can I. Uh, I'm relying on our mates to remind us. Yeah, it's in our calendar. I know that. I don't even know when the Crooked Billet is. No, I don't. I know. It's either September or October. Anyway, we'll do full reports on yes all of that stuff. And rothers if we go, which we probably won't. We probably won't, but we wish we would. Yeah. We'd like to. We'd like to. I mean, can you imagine seeing Rothers play Misplaced Childhood? Well, we could have gone to Manchester but when he played earlier this year, but it was right in the midst yeah. of our busy moments. Yeah. So uh, what's happening with Beampod? Well, going forwards, we've obviously got see- uh, Season's End. No, I've got that on my mind now. Sounds That Can't Be Made as our next big album that we're covering. And then obviously fear and then an hour before it starts but we've got again but we've obviously got a way to go before we get to the latter um but where we're at now we're in this sort of gap between happiness is the road which came out in october 2008 and sounds that can't be made which didn't come out for four years there was a big gap and of course a lot happened in that gap including the band almost splitting up the closest they ever came to splitting up but we'll cover that in a a subsequent episode because what i wanted to talk about today was the first thing that came out with the marillion logo on it post happiness into the road which was only a month after the album which was the early stages box set which was a uh if you remember they did this uh front row club uh what do you call it Series? Oh, series. No. It was a club. Series. Right. (laughs) This front row club club. Club, club, uh, Sorry. Uh, Why are you just looking at me like that? I'm waiting for you to continue. Yeah, waiting for me to just peter out, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm not interrupting you. I'm look. I'm a changed person. Yeah, you are quite calm today, which is strange. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. So they did the front row club. Uh, which was a series of H-era official bootlegs. And the idea with the early stages box set was some Fish-era, I suppose, official bootlegs. They weren't bootlegs. They were they were all taken from, I believe, BBC radio recordings. And they kind of spanned the whole history of Fish's time with the band from 1982, just before um, Market Square Heroes came out. They'd just signed literally the week before. Um, with EMI oh, wow. a single so it's like that early wow uh, and then it takes them right up to 1987 and their imperial phase when they played for uh, Prince Edward which I was at that gig that's on there but once the box set became deleted it's still available I think on Spotify and 
Apple and other streaming services. They released a, a, a selected highlights CD, which had an extra track on it, which that track was taken from Fife Aid or Fife Aid 2, Marillion's final show with Fish. And it's Market Square Heroes and it's the last song of the set. So it's the last no. song they ever played live with Fish. Get out. And it's really interesting hearing basically his voice degrade over time. <laughs> you know, it's like particularly on the 1987 um, the the show at um, Wembley Arena that I was at. His voice is really struggling to hit some of the high notes there. But you, but what really surprised me was was his voice during the the spoken bits in between the songs was because in in those early days I don't know if I, mean, I hope that this this is okay to say it's probably okay to say it's fish isn't it I don't know if he was stoned at those shows but he's got a really kind of calm kind of quite smooth way of talking in in those early shows that that becomes what, sort of that he look he doesn't have that anymore it becomes or? more and more manic as the shows go on I mean the version of Market oh, right. Square Heroes that's on that that best of early stages I mean the band themselves are just it's frantic I mean fish to his credit does manage to keep up with them but barely because they play it at, you know about 10 times the speed it's really it's bonkers it's a you know it's a pretty shambolic version it's got um I mean it's got as they used to do uh, a couple of other songs sort of in there I think it's got um my generation by the who and oh wow let's twist twist again and stuff sort of inserted into it so it's not a bad version but it is weird um so I wanted to talk today about partly the the early stages box set which I have a little game to play with you later in the episode Oh, interesting. You say that, but I told you what the game was before we started, but well done for playing along for the <laughs> listeners at home. <laughs> well done for for. I don't know if I'm going to be able the... to play it. What do you mean you won't? you sent me the list of songs and it's huge. Okay, you don't need to succeed. You just need to play it. <laughs> you don't need to succeed. This is not a test. You're setting me up for failure, basically. You won't be. Look, it's just an excuse... To... No, we'll get to it. We'll get okay, to it. Okay, all right. We'll get but I to wanted it. to talk about Fife Aid um, because it was famously disastrous and it was definitely a, a nail in the coffin of, of fish being in Marillion. Does that make sense as a, yeah, as a phrase? It does. Um, it was uh, it was the second Fife Aid and it was billed as David Bellamy's Festival for the Future. It was a really early kind of eco music festival. What does Fife Aid stand for? What does it? What's it? What is the aim of it? Uh saving the planet. Well, no, but what does Fife mean? It's a place in Scotland. Oh, I see. I didn't know if it was like an acronym or something. No. <laughs> it's not like FIFA. Yeah, I, I know that's why. Because <laughs> in my head, every time you say Fife Aid, uh, Fife Aid, I think of FIFA Aid. Okay, no, no, it's oh, not okay. an aid of footballers. So it's a festival in Fife. Yes, I for believe saving, so. The proceeds go to saving the planet. Well, yeah. Well, somehow. David Bellamy, you probably don't know him because the he name's was, familiar. He was uh, all right. He got grapple me grape nuts. He didn't say that. That was an impression that Lenny Henry used to do of him. But he had like big bushy beard, and he was all oh, right, talk like this, and I'm a like a natural world kind of man. 
Oh. <laughs> he was uh, he was always like he was just a TV expert that always popped up on nature documentaries. What and he talking about? I think um, he later got. Uh, I think he got in a trouble for protesting a dam being built in the Amazon or something like that. He became a bit of an eco campaigner. Oh, uh, yeah. He did a great show when I was growing up where he got shrunk down to tiny size, so you could and wandered about the garden, so you'd see what the world looked like. Oh, from... that's really cool. So he was a presenter, basically. A presenter, but the he was presenter more than that, that became a protester or an yeah, environmentalist. I don't know his background. Doesn't matter anyway. It was it was partly put together with his. Um, with his help, I suppose, or his endorsement. Um, but it was an absolute disaster. From the weather basically flooded the thing out. They didn't sell enough tickets. Um, the people dropped out that were supposedly going to play, and you know, which is why they were left with Marillion as headliners. <laughs> you know, but it was it was kind of being billed as a new live aid, and there right. were all these kind of supposed tv deals that it was going to be broadcast to america and all this stuff and it all just fell apart in quite dramatic fashion and as um this is what fish had to say about it he said the final show was a remarkable disaster called fife aid near saint andrews a scottish live aid it was not and the promise of worldwide tv coverage disappeared as fast as the mixing towers in the sea fog that rushed in when the rain stopped pouring the bill was wonderful, and I've met so many musicians who were there and remember the shambles of the day. Bjork was there with the Sugar Cubes, Van Morrison, John Martin, Steve Hackett, Tam White, Phil Manzanera with John Wetton, and many more respected musos. Our gig was tired and angry, and the Hotel Apre show was a cauldron of hate as everyone blamed me for the decision to play. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... You've got to remember this was at the time when they were um, tired. They'd just mm. been on the road endlessly. Well, and know. if it was their final ever gig together, mm. then I can imagine that um, relationships were quite strained at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Already. Well, this was July 1988. And, I mean, you know, when did Fish announce his – I thought Fish le- announced his, he was leaving in 88. So – um, so quite soon after, I yeah, imagine. I'm going to look it up. Um, yeah, so I mean, things were obviously, yeah, he left in '88. As I, as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but which month? Okay, I've got a feeling it was October, but I'm going to look it up. Look, I'm looking it up. Meridian. Um, da 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 da. In 1988, blah blah blah, due to stress of touring and the detrimental effect of stuff. Um. Yeah. I, let's say October. Let's just say October, and let's just all accept that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are. Let's face it. <sighs> uh. Yeah, but I just wanted to read some of the stuff about Five Aid because it, it's just it's just fascinating. There were you a- were you aware of Five Aid at the time? Like, did it have no. good publicity and no, not really. I mean, media I, I, coverage. I remember there was another festival called Sopaid. Which was, uh, let me look that up. Based in a bar of soap. No. Um, it was, I think, uh, again, because everyone had got kind of excited by Live Aid and everything wanted to be the next Live Aid, and which is why you had the Mandela concert in London that Fish and Mark Kelly played at with uh, Phil Collins on drums. Uh, which actually, I read a, there's a um, current issue of Classic Rock, Ma- Rock Magazine I bought the other day, and there's uh, an article in there by. 
Oh, Jerry Ewing, is that? I can't remember. That, no, that wasn't that his, his voice? voice. That's the voice. Uh, Jerry Ewing, oh is that God. his voice? I can't remember how to do Jerry Ewing's voice. I, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Was it that? We can't remember. Oh, no. I'll have to go you back. You need to listen. listen back. Or, or, or watch an interview oh. with Jerry Ewing and um, do his voice. I'm very, yeah, uh, Definitely wasn't, wasn't that. Wasn't that. I've got a feeling it might have been that. Something no, like that. I that, don't. No, I'm Jerry Ewing in the sort of prog magazine. I'm glad no one can see you. Okay. <laughs> uh, which Marillion played us so paid. Um, but that was our, looking at that, that was 86. So that was way before. Anyway, but yeah. Um, so yes, I was talking about... Um, Classic Rock Magazine, there's a quote in there, there's an article about 80s prog. Uh, really good article, actually. It's really interesting. Um, but there's a quote in there from Phil Collins about Marillion. How, how, oh, wow. Uh, um, how he doesn't envy anyone who tries to be a parody of a band as hated as Genesis. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there he was, playing drums <laughs> drums on Kaylee years later. Wow. Um, but uh, where are we? So, so um, Fife Aid, here we are. Oh, uh, I need to call it up. There we are. So there's a there's a website called ukrockfestivals.co.uk. Um, <laughs> apparently plans, were, this is this is from the, the an article on the site. At one point, there was a story that David Bowie's management had phoned the office to find out more and offered to put Bowie on the lineup. But whoever answered the phone shouted across the room, has anyone ever heard of David Bowie? No, that, <laughs> no, that can't be true. Bowie's people hung up. That, <laughs> I mean, I hope that's true, but... <laughs> that can't be true. I hope it is. Um... Yeah, so it also goes on to say another thing I found out is that right up to the Friday before the show, they had a really good Saturday lineup with two big acts to headline, but on Sunday they were struggling. I remember that Simple Minds apparently sent their manager along to check the festival out, had a look, and saw what a shambles it was, and left without saying a word. Um, no wonder the organisers jumped at the chance of Van Morrison when his management called. Uh, he re- rehearsed in a village hall nearby Ballamullo. Uh, with Tam White's band and on the Eco Rock DVD that is who his band are I don't know what any of that is talking about attendance for the 88 festival was poor compared to 86 with a mere 10,000 over the two days apparently they were expecting 50,000 um, so... oh wow oh, so they had more than one Fife Aid festival two <laughs> right yeah no but yeah. still the previous one a bit of success I mean, yeah that, that that's what I was going to say yeah um, the company supplied all the T-shirts, hats, etc. went bankrupt, uh, and a lot of the stage supplies did not get paid. Oh, no. uh, even the beer tent was a disaster. The organisers had struck a deal with the William Lowe supermarkets and got half of their cans of beer on sale or return on the agreement that they paid for the other half. The half they paid for was Kestrel Lager or something like that, and the sale or return half was McEwan's. You're probably aware that Kestrel is crap, so guess what happened? The staff man in the bars weren't told this and sold all the McEwans, leaving something like 10,000 cases of Kestrel without a home. No. <laughs> I remember in the dying hours of Sunday, a large Luton van was parked on the left-hand side of the stage with the back door open and crates of this stuff being sold for very little just to get rid of it. Um, 
Big George and the business were invited via the Pictish Embassy to perform on one of the secondary stages, and we reached the park on the outside of St Andrews without undue hassle. Mother Nature, ungrateful biatch that she was, had other ideas though. Performances had been stopped on stage B due to a large concentration of water gathered in the tarpaulin directly above the monitor desk. Oh my goodness. It looked like it was going to burst any second, <laughs> and a team of stagehands were trying to coax it off the front of the stage with long brushes. Oh uh, man... I mean, it's um, yeah, it was it was a disaster. But they had someone says here that Rick Wakeman played, but I didn't see that in the lineup. But Rick Astley did. Perhaps he's confusing Rick Wakeman with Rick. Maybe, Astley. yeah. <laughs> hey, Rick Astley was at Glastonbury this year. We can't laugh. Yes, yes, and he did a, a set of of Smith songs with the. Oh Blossoms. yeah, and it was actually really good. Really good, and it also really you, good. It was nice to listen to the Smiths without feeling without... guilty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or troubled. <laughs> No, yeah. Mm. I'd recommend watching that set list. Set list? What? Set. I'd recommend watching that set. It's very good if you like the Smiths. Yes. Yes. Uh, it also says, around six, it became obvious for the promoters that the whole thing was a total disaster. They geared it up for a massive audience in international TV sales. The attendance was a fraction of what they planned for, and there wasn't even Scottish TV coverage. Uh, my friends and I pulled our money together, and with this excellent new exchange rate, bought gallons of the... the the, the surplus beer. From then on, it all gets a bit vague. I'm told the sugar cubes and Marillion played, but I'm buggered if I can remember them. Wow. So, um, oh, there's a... Sorry, I did find this review of Fife Aid on John Martin's website. Um, or a John Martin website. John Martin's not with us anymore. He was a folk singer. Oh. Friends with Van Morrison. Oh. Mm. Uh, yes, the weather ran the gum up from thick mist, which gave the park an eerie closed-off ambience on the Saturday. Torrential rain and gale-force winds on the Monday morning, which almost tore the writer, this writer's tent apart at the seams. Yes, the lineup echoed virtually nothing of musical developments of the last 10 years or even 15 years and left very little for the under-25s, on the main stage at least, to groove to. Marillion? Oh, come on. Marillion were an education, hopelessly derivative of early Genesis, as if that needs to be repeated. But Fish knows his stuff as a front man, not that the fans needed much enthusing. I'd never thought you were watching that watching Marillion in the midst of a cold park could be an intimate gig, but there you are. So that's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. What is uh, also interesting about the performance of Market Square Heroes is at the end of it, Fish says, we'll see you next year, take care, stay alive. Oh, that is interesting. Well, just caught up in the moment, wasn't he? Well, no, you don't know that. He might have really believed what he was saying and it was only afterwards, what did he call it? A prey show? Yes. When the, <laughs> when the tensions were running high that he might have regretted his words. Maybe. Yes. Yes, maybe. Maybe. That was, uh, but, you know, regardless, that was uh, definitely, that show was part of their, uh, their, their ending story. Yeah. Mm. So, on to early stages itself. I know you haven't listened to it because the plans for this episode changed dramatically at the last <laughs> minute. <laughs> because uh, originally we were just going to talk broadly about the the, the the years between Happiness is the Road and, and Sounds That Can't Be Made. However, I've had a few technical issues in the, uh, <laughs> in the time we've been away. I've been through a few different laptops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> space of two weeks i've been using three different laptops uh <laughs> currently one of them is in the menders 
um, the one I'm using right now needs to go into the menders, but I'm I'm hoping again, it, it, yeah, even it, though again. it's already been been once, yeah. But I'm hoping and it's it new. lasts. It's uh, only like a month old. Yeah. Um, so my information that I put <laughs> down is on the laptop. I think that's in the menders, um, so, which is going to get wiped probably. I bloody hope not. Well, aren't they changing the motherboard? The mother, the motherboard. The mother, <laughs> the motherboard. Uh, oh, yeah, but that, uh-oh. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that doesn't mean they'll wipe the hard drive. Does it not? Oh, we'll find out, won't we, anyway. I'll just gather all the information We'll again. find out. doesn't really matter. It was nothing that, uh, yeah, there was nothing on there that I minded uh, being being lost. Um, yeah, so so it was it was six discs with absolutely gorgeous artwork i'd like you to have a look at the oh, early wait. stages box set because i think it might have been mark wilkinson's did... finest hour oh, right oh, oh, oh she says no i was just about to ask who did it who do you think did it It was fish era it was gorgeous have we looked at we probably looked at it before on here hmm what do you think of the cover it is it's very interesting um oh, i wow. like how the the tablecloth has, um, it's got a chicken in front of it. Yeah. It's got, is that that fish with a tattooed head? Uh, fish. Then with... fish in the middle. No, that's not fish with a tattooed head. Fish in the middle, in the centre, and then the drummer boy. It's not fish. It's the, it, that's, that's, I believe. Um... Grendel. Grendel. No, I'm joking. Was that on the back cover of, uh. Sugar mice or something, I think, that, that image. I may be wrong about that. We've got the jester, who we haven't seen for a long time. But look looks at like the... a friendlier jester. His friendlier face, one, eh? His, his, his... There's all faces in the curtains as well. Oh, yeah, ghostly faces in the curtains. There's a face or faces in the furniture behind the, the furniture, table. yeah, yeah. And then there's a lovely rainbow. Yeah. Beautiful clouds. There's a horse in the clouds. Is there? I never noticed a horse in the cloud. Where is a horse in the clouds? Where? Next to the big cloud on the left, on the left-hand side of the rainbow. I can't see a horse. You're, no. It's definitely a horse. Where? It's a cloud horse. There's no... Where's a horse? I can't see yeah, a horse. Look. Where? On the left, the, on the left-hand side of the rainbow. I can see no horse there. Well, it's as clear as day to me. Oh, well, I need to look then up. Then there's a cloud that looks like a llama in the centre of the rainbow. No, okay, we're not we're not interpreting <laughs> no, clouds. Okay, there is definitely a horse cloud, though. Well, I need to see a more high-res version of this cover now. You're, you're talking... Oh, my goodness, the faces... There's no horse. ...in the curtain on the left behind the gesture. There's not a horse. I don't care there about those horse. right now. There it is no a horse. There is no where? In the, it's the cloud on the left behind the rainbow. It is clearly a horse. Are you winding me up? I think you should write to Mark Wilkinson and ask him. I should send him a picture of it with an arrow pointing to that cloud. <laughs> and say uh, horse? And write horse question mark, yeah. <laughs> Possible horse. <laughs> see what I get back. Possible horse. There's no horse. There is. There's okay. Everyone, a horse. comment. Get out your copies of, of early stages and tell me if there's a horse in the cloud. Cloud horse. It, it's a cloud horse. Right. Anyway. 
anyway. Yes. So it had a lovely cut. I was very excited when it came out. Right. I'm sure you were. I was very excited. Even though, you know. How long had it been since the previous album? What, a month? Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was rare for us. Yeah, but it was rare for us to get Fish Era stuff back Mm. then that was new, effectively. And I know a lot of us had heard bootlegs of of that era. Um, But nonetheless, this was, you know, it had been cleaned up a bit. It was radio quality. The recording quality throughout them is, it varies throughout the various shows. But there's something really, the the first, the first show from 1982 uh, in Glasgow, mm. it's got a really interesting sort of rawness to it. And uh, you can hear that they're still in, in to kind of phrase, the early stages of their career because they get the, the, the music, even when they're playing sort of the same songs, because a lot of the songs are obviously repeated over the different discs. Yeah, they get tighter and more polished. And interestingly, Fish's between song banter gets less and less as they go on. I don't know if that's because it was edited out of the broadcast or he just started to shut up a bit more and just crack on with the music. But um, there's something just, I don't know, I just found it really sort of delightful listening to that Mm. first show Um, and hearing a lot of those songs in sort of an earlier form. And for me, I kind of, like the rawness of them more almost than the the later more polished renditions mm. um and almost almost more so than the album versions i mean there's a really early version of she chameleon that is completely different to the one that ended up on fugazi because this is pre-script mm. you know it's totally different it's all it's got a bit of a sort of groove to it and you know much more sort of up tempo than that sort of kind of stately funeral type atmosphere that the eventual song had and then there's a, a version of charting the single that they play at reading because it's at their famous reading festival show uh which I've heard it on other bootlegs. It has this sort of long kind of keyboardy, spacey intro that sort of is kind of acidy, and it's just I don't know. It's really again, charting the single. I always think is an underrated song anyway. But that longer version, mm. you know, gives it more sort of I don't know, makes it feel more sort of of a, a statement rather than just a kind of throwaway B side. So it's. Uh, it's a really interesting set, but what is really interesting, as I've said, are Fish's introductions to the songs, because Fish, you know, was was never a man of few words, uh, and did ramble even more than perhaps you and I do at times. Wow, <laughs> is that even possible? Well, maybe. Uh, I think it might, as we will now find out as we play a game I've called. Guess the songs from Fish's Rambling Introductions <laughs> <laughs> with a suitably random rambling title. Lovely. All right, let's go. Lovely. So uh, I'm going to read out Fish's Introductions to songs and you've got to guess from the introduction what the song is. Okay. Are you ready, Sanya? Yeah. Everyone, you can play along at home. Okay, so the first one. What happens is that ladies have the cold blood for sexual encounters. This one is about the male version. Sorry, the cold blood? Yes. <laughs> ladies have the cold blood for I, sexual I, I've encounters. I've transcribed these vertebim. What does that mean? 
<laughs> this is by no means I the mean, weirdest. I mean, I think I know which song it is, but... Let's keep going. Yeah. What happens is that the ladies have the cold blood for the sexual encounters. This one is about the male version of the sexual encounter and mucking about on beaches in Brighton. Oh, okay. Um, three boats down from the candy. Yes. Well done. Ladies have the cold blood. <laughs> but what does that mean? What does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay, fish. But it's interesting when he... Because there's a lot of these He intros. says it as a statement of fact. Oh, no, all his intros are statements of fact. And he never owns any of the things he said in the statements. Oh, right. Yeah, you'll, you'll get used to this. But what I always find interesting, and if anyone's ever listened to, to bootlegs of that era, is how often during his introductions to songs, he mentions things that then later become lyrics in other songs. So, for instance, talking there about Three Boats of the Can, Down from the Candy, all right, we're, we're trying to translate what fish is getting at but cold blood lizards she chameleon yeah. you know yeah. you kind of go that's why at first i thought that was, he was talking about she chameleon until you yeah. actually finished his statement with brian yeah yeah all right well this one are you ready yeah this is dedicated to the Gizabun society a song about depression and trying to make decisions and things welcome to the valium tree the valium tree is a is, oh, oh, is this game we're just looking at that first gig in class? Oh, no, don't. Okay, don't. is it the around. web? Yes. Okay, phew. <laughs> I don't know what he means by the Valium tree. Tree? Yeah. Okay. And it's a particularly gorgeous version of the web, again, because it's got that sort of rawness, the outro. I just love this Aww. sort of really kind of clattering, kind of pumping, you know, build at the end. Uh, all right. About two weeks ago, we signed for EMI Records. I've already given you a clue to this. This next, tra <laughs> this next track, product, product, will be the first single, which will probably be out in late October. Please buy it and help Stephen Rothery buy a new pair of trousers. <laughs> I don't know what the first single oh, was. Oh, Sanya. Is it Market Square? Yes. Okay, phew. Because I didn't know if it was released as a single or not. Yeah, it was. All right. Yay. This one is about groupies and things. This is all about the people that hang on the edge of the spotlight arc. Is this she chameleon? It is. Oh. Very early version. Right. Uh, and what is interesting with that, again, is... I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's also... In his intros, and I haven't left all these bits in. I haven't, you know, trans transcribed all of his between song banter. There's because I was going to say it's very succinct that at the is, moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, you wait, uh, <laughs> you wait. <laughs> I'm easing you in, oh. so to speak. Um, the uh, I've thrown myself now with that <laughs> comment. <laughs> uh, there's a real vibe of him being fish on stage as in moaning about the fans <laughs> it's quite a lot of already you know, people are going oh you've sold out I'm this is in about, 1982 i know, I know. <laughs> bodes well for the future no. so i don't know the people that the, i suppose the hangers on who hang out in the spotlight you know the 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 edge of the spotlight arc 
uh, Ark, which, you know, he, he loves Arcs because he did a song years later called Ark of the Curve. And I don't know, he's got his his words and his turns of phrase that he re, you know, returns his favorites. to. Yeah, but I don't know. There, but there was a real sense I get of, yes, he's having fun, but also a sense of that sort of building resentment and tension already i yeah he, uh, we've said this i don't think so he should never have been a rock star no not he should if have he's been already a writer. feeling resentment and tension and you yet can hear he's it yeah begun yeah if he, if only he knew how long he had ahead of him of this <laughs> career um all right we're gonna i'm gonna jump around now that was all from the first disc all right. Okay, I'll, I'll, oh, uh, so now it could be from any of the discs. Yes. <gasps> but there's so many to choose from. Yeah, I'm jumping around. I'm going to oh, make it no. more difficult. Right. Uh, right. Can I just talk to the guys for a minute? Oh, gosh. How many guys out there fall in love with waitresses? What? Yeah, come on. Be honest. Stick your hand up if you fall in love with waitresses. Is this a thing? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How many waitresses are there in the audience? Hello! Oh, there's a guy up there sticking his hand up. This is a, this is dedicated to all the waitresses in the world, wherever they are serving drinks tonight, because we love them all. Oh, Fish likes being served. <laughs> With cease and desist letters. <laughs> Normally he likes serving those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any guesses? Oh, God. So a song about waitresses. Hmm. Mm. Well, it's not Grendel. His voice in this one struggles, I have to say. So that's a clue. Um, you want to guess? Cinderella search? No. Anyone at home want to shout out? Hotel hobbies? No. It's sugar mice, Yes, sugar, thank you. What sugar mice is a song dedicated to waitresses? Well, that that, that performance was. Oh, okay. He yeah. must have just fallen in love with a waitress before he went on stage. Maybe. Something I'm like sure that. many Probably. waitresses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this was from the 1980s. I was at this show and um, it was the show that Prince Edward was there. Oh, wow. Because it was some benefit. I think Wait, it was... Wait, was that at Milton Keynes? No. No. No, this was at Wembley Arena. Oh, Wembley. Where I later worked. Oh, that's right. Weirdly. Right, jumping around. You ready? Okay, yes. Jumping around. All over the town. We have come to be known in the past as a band that delves into the grey side of life. Some people call it reality. Instead of rose-tinted glasses, we wear greys. <laughs> Sorry, I that shouldn't be funny. <laughs> this is a grey song, and it's about a young lady who cannot face the prospect of failure. There are thousands of them in this fair city and there's so many like probable actresses and probable rock and roll stars. And this young lady, if you can picture the situation, the bed sit, £35, £40 a week in Chelsea. She's got the Marks and Spencers, Laura Ashley clothes and things, you know. She's got the soul... I can't even pronounce this. I had to look this up. Solzenstein books. Oh, never She's got the Solzhenitstein books and the small furry animal she had when she was six years old. Pictures of her first ever boyfriend on Polaroid in the scrapbook. First mention of Polaroids. There's a lot. Um, she's also got those obnoxious slippers and an obnoxious boyfriend who works in an insurance agency and drives a white Ford Capri with furry dice. This song is about the actresses whose only audience is the Harrods shop window, whose only attempt at fame is the front page of the Daily Express. 
after a suicide attempt off one of the bridges. Interesting. Oh, wow. This song yeah. is all about the forgotten few. Ah. Oh. Why, it's Chelsea Monday. Of course it is. Do. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, from... Wow, I didn't know he went into such storytelling between songs. Well, you know, he he, uh, he liked Peter Gabriel, didn't he? That was sort of Peter Gabriel's thing. Was it? Oh, so yeah. I didn't know that. The difference was Peter Gabriel would tell long, rambling, made-up stories and Fish would, would vent about um, thinly-veiled anecdotes from his life <laughs> that, was, that was the the big difference gabriel's were fantasy fish was you know just just setting scores <laughs> um, oh, gotta love him yeah okay uh so this was from one of their last ever shows at the marquee the original marquee okay. which i got to go to once 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 um okay here we are Strap in. What happens in August in places on the coast, perhaps the south coast, perhaps Portobello, perhaps even Banger? There were gentlemen who... By the way, I appreciate that sentence doesn't make a yeah, lot of sense. it did not make sense. No, I know. Do you want me to read it again? Yes, please. A lot of the time, when you write it down, it's like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. We're concentrating now. What is also interesting, if you've watched Fish on Friday, anyone, mm. uh, what is interesting is that Fish back then didn't have his habit of going, right, right. at the end of every sentence. Right. <laughs> um, oh, he, cut, he shaved his beard off because he cut his face with a can oh, opener or something, ouch. didn't he? With a can opener? I think it was something like that. How do you cut your face with a can opener? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I've, I've misremembered it. He cut his face, I thought, with a can opener. But I'm, I say I misremembered it. That's quite challenging to. I mean, what kind of can opener was it? An axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a gun. So <laughs> we opened cans. <laughs> Shoot them open. <laughs> Derek, I need beans. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah, I'll give it. Yeah. Ow. Uh, <laughs> What happens in August in places on the coast, perhaps the south coast, perhaps Portobello, perhaps even Banger, full stop. There are <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen who hang about certain pubs with sick decor and they come like up. Like sick as in, oh, sick, mate, or sick so. as in disgusting. Just disgusting. Sick decor and they come up to young ladies' tables and they say, Excuse me, but would you like a drunk? This is what he actually said. Would you a like drunk. a drunk? I think he meant drink, but it was right. a slip of the tongue. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay true to his original words. And they say, excuse me, but would you like a drunk? Hi, I'm an air traffic controller who's just flown in from Los Angeles. I'm feeling quite lonely. And after about five doubles, he drinks oranges in, with ice in them. They head down towards the beach for the, that lovely romantic midnight walk, which always ends in the traditional male chauvinistic fuck. Yes, this is all about the act. You know, the guys who put on this great big sort of like, hey, hey, Mako, Mako. <laughs> Do you <laughs> mean macho, said, macho? Is, he said, um, again. Oh, he I'm, said Mako, Mako. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mako, Mako. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about the young ladies who are taken in. When the gentleman gets back to his bedside apartment in Bognor Regis or London or whatever, he always thinks back with the Polaroid pictures. There it is again. Oh, again. And thinks about we could have taken it a little bit further. I bet he took quite a few Polaroid pictures in his time. You get that sense, don't you? 
You get that sense. He mentions it a lot. He, then mentions, he Then he wrote a whole song about it. He mentions Polaroids a lot. Yeah. He doth protest too much. Let's hope no one has any. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fish. I'm sure you've got a lovely cock. Paul! Might edit. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, well, all I can, is, is that the end of the quote? That's the end of it, yeah. That's the end of the introduction to the song. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Michael, from... Michael. And this is from Live at the Marquee. In... I'm not telling you which one it came from. Oh, right. Well, it's not Forgotten Sons. You think? I, I, I don't <laughs> This think... is a song for peace. This is Forgotten Sons. <laughs> Michael, Michael. <laughs> it's not... Grendel. Come on now. Is it Cinderella Search? No, it is once again Three Boats Down from the Candy. I didn't want to say that because I, I didn't thought want we'd, to already, say that. we'd already done that. We'd already done that. Yo, yo, fishy. Why are you telling me songs I already heard before? Right, next one. Yes. This is a dedication to eroticism. That's it. I thought it was like, ah, uh, rotter. Erotic, eroticism. A dedication to eroticism. Polaroid pictures. Uh, it's not Heart of Lothian. You think? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last straw. Uh, warm wet circles. No, Incubus. You were close when you said Polaroid pictures. Dang. I didn't see <sighs> Incubus on there. Well, it is. Oh, yeah. Now I've seen it. That was live at the Hammersmith Odeon, 14th of December, 1984. Uh, okay, this is one of my favourites right. for how it starts. Mm-hmm. He, he, he goes, okay, okay. <laughs> then he says, an American. <laughs> <laughs> well, he actually did it in that accent. <laughs> Just like, okay, okay, an American. <laughs> Brilliant. It cracks me up. Love it. Uh, this is a new song. We wrote it about 115 hours ago. To continue in the grey vein, it's about the guy who deliberately breaks up with his girlfriend. Remember, this is all third person. This isn't him. This is about the guy who deliberately breaks up with his girlfriend. Some people have possibly done this. It's like the manics. Any manic depressives in the audience? And then the big cheer goes up and he goes, hello, so I'm not alone. Ha ha. Uh, It's like you listen to so many down albums that it's like you start floating into that sort of atmosphere. And you start going cold on your girlfriend and you create this sort of like really tense situation and you want to break up. So I should do it all like my voice goes up at the end. And you start going cold on your girlfriend and you create this sort of like really tense atmosphere and you want to break up so you can feel exactly what it's like to be in the situation that those songs were written in. This is about... <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about this way of reading. <laughs> Well, I'll persevere to the end of the uh, introduction. This is about the guy who creates, like, all the tension, breaks up, and after it's all gone... And it's not him. This is about the guy who <laughs> creates, like, all the tension, which Fish has never, never created tension. He'd never though. create tension. Breaks up, and after it's all gone, the game is actually over. He suddenly goes, oh, no, fuck's sake, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at this. Why? I don't know. <laughs> It feels wrong to laugh at it in some unspecified way. It does feel wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no, Uh, Fixie, here we go again. (laughs) 
Okay, any guesses? Not Heart of Lothian. No. Um, okay, okay. Oh, it's an American. <laughs> mackle, mackle. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just make a guess. Cinderella search. No, script for Jester's Tear. Oh, what? Are you for real? Script for a jester's tear. So all of that sadness about breaking up and everything. Uh, oh, here I am once more, blah, blah, blah. And it was all because he wanted to create tension to understand what the yeah, song was talking about. Because he listened to some depressing albums. <laughs> it's like, why is that? Why has that I mean, suddenly ruined the song I'm glad me? he's. I'm glad he's not I'm talking joking. about himself because that's mental. <laughs> I'm glad he well, talked then, yeah, about someone else. But then you else. listen to the song. Mental, isn't it? I thought the song was like based on a true heartbreak. Mm. I mean, maybe it is. Well, in a way, maybe it they, is self-destructive. But yeah. All right, this one isn't too bad. All right. As we've been in Europe, we have come to find this is a very, very European song for the generation. This is for the poets, the prophets, the visionaries. This is very, very respectfully dedicated to the memory of Mrs. Gandhi. It was definitely one of those. Mackle, mackle. <laughs> um, Fugazi. Yeah, duh. That, duh. that was, a, you know, that a, was an all right a one. A no-brainer. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the the next two songs you're about to hear, the first one is two bedsit situations. The first one concerns a young man. They always concern a young man, a unspecified yeah. young man. John Doe. <laughs> uh, Beric Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him hmm, Beric Doc. Or Crab. Crab, yeah, go on. <laughs> crab Stick. <laughs> the brilliant lead singer, Crab Stick. <laughs> watching the other day that said the crab sticks are made of tripe oh yeah and i didn't know if the person was being serious or making it up anyway talking of tripe onto the uh, intro for the next song <laughs> we love him we 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 say all this this being horrible because we love him paul well it's true isn't it you can only i talk like to, you know about my family like this because I yeah, love you them. do. He talks about me like this all the time. So you know, I mean, you I, hope, I hope you love me. Okay, we're having <laughs> we're having an insecure moment all of a sudden. <laughs> we're having a sudden insecure moment off the back of discussion about crab sticks and tripe. Yeah. Okay, love you, dear. Um, the next two songs you're about to hear. The first one is two bedsit situations. Mm. The first one concerns a young man, mm-hmm. Beric Doc. Okay. Cra- <laughs> The guy who wonders what the hell to do after his girlfriend leaves him. The second I should explain because it's a bit bit more difficult. This first one is the last track on side one. Yes, it's that well organised. This concerns spiders, two litres of very, very cheap French white wine, three Leonard Cohen albums, interesting, two Elton John albums, a very, very open door and the old shitty bedsit once again. It's rambling, isn't it? Yeah. Cleared it up though. I'm, I'm glad now because I know what I now know what the song's about. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So is the second one the web? Don't worry about the second one. Just worry about the first. Is one. the first one markets? Not Market Square here is what I'm saying. Is the first one a script for Justice Tier again? No, you again? were right. It was the web. It's, it's, it, this is some, and then the second one Well, they're one both was, the web. No, the first one's the web. Oh. I mean, it would help if he kind of didn't hadn't introduced them like that. <laughs> <laughs> In that way. <laughs> what was the second one What's then? script for Justice Tier? Oh, okay. I got them back to <sighs> Okay. Um, oh, I think this will be our last one. This song was intended as a provocation of thought. Ooh. It's about the people who do actually get caught up in unwitting... Any, I'll start that again. This song was intended as a provocation of thought. It's about the people who do actually get caught up in it unwittingly. The people who sign forms saying, yes, I would love to earn £35 a week wearing a khaki uniform and get taught how to run about and dive in between buildings and hide in dustbins and try not to shoot people even though they're not allowed to shoot people because of human rights situations. Says no, no, no. Is that the whole intro? No, I had to catch my breath. Oh. It's a song about stupidity. They're expecting another bomb wave in London, so once again, probably in the next two months or so, Northern Ireland will become number one situation rather than Prince William or whoever it is. Ku Stark gets removed from the front pages once again. This is a song. <laughs> Sorry, it was full stop. Oh. <laughs> this is a song. Uh, I hope you feel the same as we do about people, human be beings, actually losing blood in certain countries. Never intended as a political song. This is a song for peace. Forgotten Sun. Yes, of course it is. Yay! All right, I might. No, I might. Might I might. One more. I'm going to read you the last one. One more for luck. The last one because it's interesting. Oh. Okay, here we go. This is what he says. This is what most of you might have been waiting for. I think he does it in his American. Oh, an American accent. This is a completely new track we're about to play. This is the new direction, and like the direction a lot of people would like us to go in, and like. The direction a lot of people, would, you know, okay. it's it's oh, difficult because like, I've written yeah. down all his likes. Like he does like like, uh, and like the direction a lot of people would like us to go in. This is part of an album that will be out next May or next June, and the album will be a roughly forty-six minute concept album with two tracks, one called Side One and one called Side Two. Ah, it is misplaced childhood. You sounded unsure then. No, because I thought I thought it, you were talking about a track. Well, yeah, it has two tracks, according to Fish, side one and side, side two. two. That oh, was the original plan. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. and it's a really interesting version because it's, uh, it's got different lyrics. There's no lavender on there. Wow. Um, so they didn't when he when he introduced it. They he, did he play both side one and no, side two. No, they did. They basically did a chunk of side one but without like lavender they obviously haven't wow. got all the bits different lyrics to, to Kaylee and which gig was this from this was uh, the ha Hammersmith 1984 I used to have a oh, bootleg wow. of it and so it was nice to kind of finally have no a... my mate had recorded it. I always remember my mate Mike Collins had recorded it um, in a caravan he said they were on a cliffside on a family holiday and he recorded it off the radio and it had really bad um reception so this recorded this bootleg it wasn't really a bootleg it was just off the radio just kept kind of like throughout the uh the concert <laughs> but, uh, that gives it a lot copy. of atmosphere though it did yeah but i was glad to finally hear this alternate version of misplaced years later oh wow that's amazing yeah so you go so that's interesting isn't yeah. it yeah we should play that game again with some actual bootlegs because yes of, we should some of his intros on those are bonkers Oh, I can't wait to hear them. I love his intros. 
We love his intros. That we do we love do. fish. We I'm sorry, do. I said all the things I said about him. They they weren't about him. They were about um, Beric Doc. <laughs> the crab stick. The crab stick. <laughs> and they call me the crab stick. Oh, an American. Mackle, mackle. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, I'm not going to tell any of you to uh, go and sign up to our Patreon because we haven't given you any content no. for months. Uh, even though I know some of you have actually stuck around on our uh, Patreon. Miracle. Um, if you want to send us an email, we have we will do a, an email episode at some point. Yes, because we we have got loads that we people you know kept sending us emails even during our hiatus. Yes, um, the faithful that, that clearly. Uh, hopes or believe that we would one day return like like christ uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's gonna do and that's what we did we did you've got to have let's, faith let, yeah let's yeah. hope we stick around let, yeah um let's have, okay don't throw doubt into the, no, the I equation ha- now whenever i say anything with like 100 percent certainty it doesn't happen this is my own superstition. So I try to always leave a gap for potential change. So it's like, let's hope we stick. We'd like to stick Why around. Why can't you have a normal superstition like being scared of magpies? <laughs> Why can't you have a normal one like that? I don't know. I, I did respond to a magpie this morning. You responded and to then, one. Because <laughs> it just landed on the road near me and, and cackled. And then I cackled back to it. And then I thought, oh, I hope it doesn't get offended at me. So I had to say, I'm being nice. <laughs> okay. And say, how's your wife? Hey, can can I uh, tell you something? Um, just just to, to end. Our last episode was our last episode, the episode which, where we did Transatlantic. Or did we do one after that? Well, we I talked can't about remember that, so. because it was so long ago. Should probably have checked before we did this. But I, um, I know our transatlantic episode possibly upset a couple of people because we were quite harsh on transatlantics. We did a our Proggle Box thing where we watched them and tried to like them and failed. You know, and we were a couple of glasses of wine worse for wear at the time. And it's really stayed with me the fact that we did upset some people. Uh, and I feel bad about that. Um, and it was also, I'll be honest, it it was also part of the reason why I haven't pressured you for us to come back sooner. Oh, really? Because I didn't, I, it did, I'm trying to th- explain what I felt, but I did feel, I felt, I guess, a bit guilty and a bit bad. Um, because there we were shitting on something that people really like and means a lot to them. And I felt, I don't Maybe. remember hating it that much, though. Well, bits... I, I think we we may have sort of slightly overstepped our remit. Oh, I mean, okay. I know we always try to be honest on here, on here, yeah. and we always, you know, have our tongue in our cheek. Often when we're talking about Meridian or fish, and you know, I hope it's generally received in the in the spirit. Well, we've been okay in this episode. Probably so not. what do we do? Come back in a, with an episode? <laughs> Probably not. Um, oh no. But you, you know, that's what we do. But that's fine. I can go away and feel bad about it again if I've upset anyone this week. But um, you know, it is always intended as a joke. Yeah. It, but I think maybe how we discussed transatlantic didn't come across as as sort of light hearted. And some, oh, and it, okay. and it perhaps got taken right. personally yeah. by a few people, and I yeah. get that because 
with Marillion, you know, when people who aren't Marillion fans have taken the piss of Mar- out of Marillion or said they don't like them, it's it's hit me. You know, mm. it annoys me more than a fellow Marillion fan doing it. Right. Um, it doesn't annoy me at all when a Marillion fan does it at all because you know they're a fan. You know that you know they're on our team. Yeah. And they're part of the family. Whereas yeah. when someone and I suppose that's it, we're not. You know, transatlantic. We're not part of that community. Yeah. So perhaps we were sort of, you know, throwing bricks in from the outside rather than. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I think you know that's all I wanted to say. It's a sorry to anyone that we did upset. Yeah. Um, because I'm sorry you know as well. we love our audience and we we've yeah we're we're so happy to be back. We've so missed doing this. Yeah, we have. We've really missed just well a podcasting, but but talking about Marillion and interacting. I mean, with it did get to the point where I did wonder if we were going to come back. I yeah. Have to admit, I knew recently we would. I was I like, we are we you're ever going to have time for this again? But well, yeah, it was, it, life was getting manic, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, in, in not letting up. Yeah. But we've made time. So we will continue to make time. Can't promise it'll be every week, but we will at least get you as many as we can, as regularly as we can. I don't know how H and Anne Short do it. I honestly don't. I don't either. I I admire them for that. Yeah. That they're able to be so consistent. But, you know, maybe they've just not got anything going on in their lives. Obviously they do. (laughs) Podcast, yeah. Nothing else. No, stop. Okay, right, everyone. Uh, Be good, behave. What did I used to say? Be safe. I don't know. It's been so long. Be good, be safe, behave. Did I used to say that? Maybe we need a new new outro message. Mackle, mackle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, hopefully talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.